I see myself as a role model and uh, not just talking about sustainability because it's just a passion or part of the new strategy, but also, you know, having a deep interest in nature. And I'm pretty sure you know that I'm into mountaineering and climbing for more than 30 years. And if you really want to do this, you need a nature where you can do this. And whenever I am at glaciers where I've been 30 years ago, you can see the difference and you can see the call for action. Welcome to the Beyond Sourcing podcast, episode six, a podcast series brought to you by SAP about procurement leaders, procurement pioneers, and their stories behind the transformations and the movements they drive beyond sourcing. My name is Tamara Braun, I'm Chief Customer Officer for SAP Procurement Solutions and Intelligent Spend Management. Today, I'm excited to have Jan Grote with me. Jan is Chief Procurement Officer at Deutsche Bahn. Deutsche Bahn has a great focus on their green transformation. This is not just restricted to making their entire range of products and services more environmentally friendly also entails improving ecological awareness and sustainability at Deutsche Bahn and in the way they work. But to this a little bit later. Hi, Jan. Thanks for being with us uh, today. I'm very, very excited having you in the interview for the Beyond Sourcing podcast. And uh, I'm really, really curious what you can share with me, with the audience, to look behind the curtains of the pure sourcing activities and learn a little bit more about you, Jan. Yeah, thanks for your invitation, Tamara. Great to be here. Great, super. Jan, when, when I look to, to your amazing track record, where you are today, so I can imagine this is really a journey. This is not something where I say, hey, from the very first time, I know that I would like to be the CPO of the Deutsche Bahn. I can imagine this evolution. It is a journey. Would you like to share with us a little bit what brought you to procurement? Yeah, of course, I can I can do this. It's basically, it all started with my, with my grandpa who had a um, grocery store and there was... Um, able to help at the, I try to remember, at, at the age of seven or eight in, in his store. And um, I mean, you can easily imagine, yes, that was the time when I started to calculate things and it was very interesting for me to understand uh, how a grocery store works. And uh, obviously he had to procure the stuff he wanted to sell afterwards. So that was basically the first um the first contact with with a kind of procurement and um i think one of the major steps later on where when i founded my own company um while i was studying i had to earn my my livings um as i didn't get any support from my parents so i had to make um some 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 ideas of how can i do that and i decided to to um have my own company and uh, founded a company of, um, for computer distributions. And I was um, 
in the early 90s, I did this with a with a partner. Basically, what we did, we assembled and, and bundled um, solutions for public um, authorities. And um, that was basically all about buying computers and um, providing services and then selling um, uh, the whole bundle to to the public authorities and that was quite quite easy to find out that you know the the margin and the profit lies in procurement so we basically started to procure all the goods and services in in Germany and later on we resourced it in Asia and um, obviously made made more profit by by doing so so that was the basic and then after finishing studying business administration, I was um, asked um, to do some consulting in a, a medium-sized company, uh, and uh, and they asked me to to build up the procurement uh, in there, and that was basically the beginning. And then later on, I was asked to join Deutsche Bahn, which is now let me calculate more than 20 years ago, and. Um, um, to, to join Deutsche Bahn and build up the e-procurement systems, um, which I did in the in a smaller company before that as well. And then I made my way through the procurement organization of Deutsche Bahn and was uh, was not not a single day boring. And um, last year, you know, in March, I, so, so it's, it's more or less ex- one, one year exactly. Now I, I took over the role um of the CPO, the Chief Procurement Officer at Deutsche Bahn. It, it's really fascinating, Jan, and what really, what fascinates me personally a lot is when you start really talking about the grocery shop from your grandpa, then the entrepreneurship part, when you really did your own business, when you moved into a company and built up the procurement area there and then your development over the last uh, years into the CPO role. So I can imagine looking back to the grandpa's grocery store to really all the topics where you had to deal with in the public area for really organizing this for so many yes uh, governmental things, your entrepreneurial stuff. I can imagine the way how procurement developed is really amazing. So I can imagine that maybe your your grandpa ordered things with with fax and then the computer stuff kicked in. And uh, so when you see where we are today, from your point of view, what is what is for you? What was the the biggest step in the development of procurement? Well, that's an interesting question. Um, of course, the digitalization was um, was one of the major driver of transformation. Um, but um, the interesting thing, actually, it's uh, what, what I quite often say: it's it's all about people. Yeah, you you still you know over the years you still need um, an accomplished team. You need um, a team which is willing to uh, to go the extra mile, and um, which is fun in uh, you know being in 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 a sandwich position between suppliers and um, the demand organizations and um, to organize um, success for the company uh, which is um, which is not always easy in particular right now at uh, when we see quite difficult markets 
But uh, you asked for, you know, one of the major driver. I think digitization was um, what a you was a huge driver, um, in particular in the early 2000s. So at the beginning of 2000, 2001, we um, introduced all these platforms, uh, e-procurement platforms, um, e-tendering platforms, auction platforms, and things like this. Um, uh, we we build up sophisticated supplier management systems, risk risk management systems, and things like this. And um, this is, um, in in fact, um, it was the major driver for for transformation over the last couple of years. And this, I think, this trend is going to be a continuous trend, um, um, more more kind of evolution than revolution than what we've seen in the early 2000s. But um, still, still it's going to take place and things like AI and um, so artificial intelligence and um, bots we introduced to, to help people uh, for self-service, for, for, for good self-service. Um, but let, let me come back to, to people. What, what, what we want to do is um, we want to support all mass services. So where we have, you know, tons of um, 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 orders to, to handle, you know, and I'm, I'm pretty sure you, you're aware of that. We have more than one, uh, one million uh, orders a uh, year we have to handle, and I want to, I want to organize as much as possible in self service um, so that our, our people are able to, to use the time more efficiently and uh, to, to be and, and to work as a consultant for our demand organizations and to be involved earlier in the processes so that, that they can actually influence and, um, and consult the demand organization. And that's, that's again, you know, um, again, back to people, you know, people who, who are here to, to um, make the difference in the end and to maximize the profit for, for the whole organization. Yeah, and, and with this, Jan, you, you mentioned already an absolute important topic, the, the people topic. So on the one hand side, we would like to make the, the life easier for the people with exactly what you say, bringing artificial intelligence uh, in, going for digitization. And on the other hand side, I realize it very often, people are feared from this change. So... And, and and that makes it super important to bring all these people behind so that you can really drive this uh, change. So what is what is your recipe or what are your, let me say, five, six, seven things where you say, hey, this is important that you do not lose the people behind so that you can drive the digitization? Well, I, I see. I see the point, and uh, there's a lot of fear around it. But I mean, in particular, in in this area, I think times has changed. You know, 20 years ago, people really feared to lose their jobs, and uh, and um, and if, if I look now at at people, I mean, they do not have any fear to lose jobs. I mean, they they find another job. That's not not a problem. So things things have changed. But what what has changed as well is. Uh, People want to do jobs with, you know, with a purpose. Yeah, they want. To, they quite often, a lot more than you know, 20 years ago, ask why. Uh, why should I do this? What is it for? Why? Um, 
And you have to, as as a manager and as a leader, you have to give answers to this why. And um, this is um, this is something we encounter when we we talk to the to the people. And uh, the answers we can give is um, uh, um, uh, uh, there are quite a few. Basically, I mean, you you can you can invest more time than just doing you know stupid orders from left to right. Um, you can invest time in uh, in consulting the demand organization, and you can follow other uh, important issues in, as, let's say, sustainability, um, for example, as areas we, we we did not we did not in the past um, tackle as we we could have been. Yeah. So, and um, this is um, this is amazing. The young people we we hire, they always ask. You know, for this as well, they ask for the why, and they ask for what is our contrib- contribution to climate change, uh, and and they really come to Deutsche Bahn as one of the companies who stands for exactly this uh, um, um, kind of change in in terms of climate change and f- change in the mobility area and things like this. And um, standing up for for these values is is it's it's becoming more and more important for for the people we hire and this is this fantastic that we have something to offer here that that's absolutely a, a great point i would like to deep dive a little bit with you because uh, fully agree with you jan the the young talents the next generation for them it is really important the purposeful, the procurement with purpose, why they are doing things, how sustainable you are, not only as Deutsche Bahn overall, but as well in your procurement organization. And then we all have uh, excellent employees which are with us since maybe as well 20 years. And uh, I see very often a little bit of tension between the youngsters coming in and the ones which uh, have a great mindset, but think about and say, hey, uh, why do we need to change? So this is as well a question of, of why. And uh, how do you balance this, bringing the young talents in, but as well convincing your entire team, which is here for a long, long time, to focus, for example, on sustainability? That's a good, that's a, that's a good, that's an excellent question. I mean, let, let me... Uh, Talk a bit from 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 uh, from, from a air perspective to this. Um, uh, you know, I'm in charge of uh, 1,300 um, individuals. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's it's hard to you know to meet all the expectation from every every single individual. But as you said, you have quite a few being there for quite a while and having, I would say, a classic DNA. Of, of, of procurement people, which is dominated by Euro, yeah, and uh, we have this a um, lot of purpose-driven, um, um, even sustainable um, new young employees who really ask these why questions, uh, and uh, they force uh, a, a sustainable um, initiatives um, as well. So, and of course, we have to. Um, uh, we have to have a strategy. Um, everybody understands, uh, and you have to explain it and explain it. So it's, it, this this would be a part part of the the why. And um, 
you have to have role models as well. And I see see myself as a as a as a role model, and uh, not just talking about um, about sustainability because it's just a fashion uh, or part of the new strategy, but also um, you know having a deep um, interest in nature and. Um, I'm pretty sure you know that I'm into mountaineering and climbing for more than 30 years. And um, if you really want to do this, you need uh, you need a nature where you can do this. And um, whenever I am at glaciers where I've been 30 years ago, you can you can see the difference and you can see the call for action. And there's something we can change as as individuals, but as organizations as well. So. It's quite um, um, it's quite often that people say they see that I stand up for my values and uh, sustainability is is one of my my values and not only when the sun is shining or when the fashion is uh, is is there, but um, I mean it deeply by my heart. So this is so you need a strategy, you need role models, um, and you need to communicate and communicate. And um, by at the end of the day, you need time. Because you have to switch um, attitudes and, and and mindsets, and this is this takes sometimes more time than we all want to take uh, ourselves. And um, when I introduced the, the sustainability strategy, the new in at Deutsche Bahn, which is for five five to six years ago, I would say two years ago there were. A majority of employees which say, "Okay, this this is going to be here for a couple of years, and then we talk about euros again." But now, now most of them understood, and this is it's quite a dynamic development right now of interests as well um, within the employees um, that um, this is going to be a part of a longer strategy, and um, um, people are quite happy to to being involved in sustainability uh, initiatives right now but this look at this this took six years uh, to get to this point and so we need need patience as well yeah and uh, I, I can remember the the times when, when really this sustainability at this time hype starts where we had really a little bit the feeling it's a lifestyle thing. But you mentioned it perfectly. Meanwhile, it's a strategic topic. And it's really a topic where employees, uh, like your over 1,000 employees, see which impact they have with their decisions to the company goals. And the company goals are paying really in into much higher goals. And, and this is not only really because of the... Paris agreements, uh, with these uh, supply chain acts, what we have. It is really the company goals because we would like to pay and play our part really for the better world. And and that's important that uh, the people see how they really pay in into these goals. And with this, I can imagine you really foster the change of a mind shift and you can influence the DNA positively. Yeah, as you said, um, I mean, it's not to be underestimated. And um, I mean, 
sustainability is not sustainability. Um, uh, so, so you have to explain what you actually mean by by this. Yeah, we we at um, at Deutsche Bahn we we, we have these fünf, uh, five uh, sorry for that five initiatives, um, uh, which is climate uh, climate change. Uh, so we talk about carbon neutral by 2040. Yeah? We have these. Of course, um, social responsibility issues along the supply chain. Another part of the employees understand this quite properly. We have this noise reduction and uh, nature protection issues. um, And and we have these, um, which is increasing in in importance, um, I would say, a circular economy. And uh, just just this morning, I talked with a supplier, um, not, you know, um, delivering tracks, so they are very long and made out of steel. The tracks, and uh, I asked him in the future whether he could imagine that we just pay an upgrade. Uh, I mean, we just pay not not we, we not procure the the new track. Um, we just want to pay an upgrade, and and it's it's his responsibility to take the old one out, to melt it, and and deliver a new one, and. Um, is a completely new discussions with the suppliers, and um, it's it's quite uh, it's quite fun to see how the um, employees like now like the you know enhanced view on on the procurement um, uh, opportunities, and uh, of course we have a lot of homework to do. Yeah, we have to cu- calculate completely new. Yeah, we have to change the way we tender. We have to change we. We have score matrices and things like this. This is a complete change, but it's a lot of fun with with a good purpose. Yeah, that's cool. And and that is exactly what you say. So having this matrix in in place makes it transparent for your employees that they see so how they influence it overall. And when when you really, when you enter, Jan, and this, this is not a secret, when you when you enter a train. From the very first beginning, you really see this impact Deutsche Bahn has to the five really topics which you mentioned. So it is really the climate neutral with uh, the green electricity, what you see when you go to the to the board restaurant, when you see how this changed over the years. So, so everything what you do has a huge impact. And uh, when I see that uh, the numbers of passengers are increasing, 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 then it is really also uh, increasing responsibility which you have definitely but i would like to come back a little bit to the to the role model piece because uh, all the change what we talked about the last minute uh, you can only influence when you are really the role model when you are really living these uh, values and uh, has there something fundamentally changed when you started working for Deutsche Bahn? Was there a pattern you realized in your own behavior that you said, hey, I use the train much more often as before? Or uh, how did it influence you as the role model for your team? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a <laughs> a absolute, a absolutely important thing, to be honest. I mean, and um, it, it's all about change in, in our mindsets, as I said. Um, when I basically when I was uh, 
starting at uh, at Deutsche Bahn, I, I was hired as a consult consultant, uh, um, and to be honest, I had to 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 this time, I I think I had just used an ICE train once. Yeah, and uh, and now I'm pretty sure I I, I have a couple of million kilometers. Um, uh, um, I've been traveling with with uh, intercity express trains. So what what has changed? Basically, I, when I when I started at Deutsche Bahn, I, I used the car and and the plane most of the time to um, to to move quickly. And I had a couple of prejudices um, about Deutsche Bahn and um, and. Basically, a couple of things happened. First of all, Deutsche Bahn and services improved a lot over the last 20 years. Um, I, I think most of the customers um, see this see this point, um, and it, it has changed a lot in my in my mind as well. Because um, you know, before that, I I had a couple of fairly bad experiences with Deutsche Bahn, so I always went back to the car, uh, and now I have. Uh, um, have a lot more experiences and uh, and the services and the trend and the means of transport improved so much. So basically, when I would change um, employ the employer again, I wouldn't ask for a company car. I would ask for uh, um, what is called Bahncard 100, um, um, so um, a card which uh, which allows full mobility uh, within Germany by public transport and. Um, you could describe the same thing, actually. You know, by 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 seeing our kids growing up. Yeah, we have. Um, I, I know you know this. We have four girls, which um, uh, are nineteen to um, uh, twenty-five by now, and um, they actually they are not interested in in cars anymore. So so they use they use trains, and um, they they start to avoid um, long distance uh, plane trips as well. So they have, can make holiday in within Europe with, without any problems. Just one of of the girls has a car right now, and uh, you know imagine just at our youth. Yeah. So every the goal of 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 most people I knew at that time was, you know, making the driving license and, and, and buy a new car. That was uh, one of the first things. And uh, the now, now the youth, they are not interested in this and they are very critical to um, uh, look, looking at, at, uh, at our, you know, um, daily life, basically. So how we, you know, um, organized garbage and what what kind of food do we buy and and things like this so so there's a complete new new generation and it's um to be fair and honest that, that we learn with the kids um every day as well mm. yeah and and this is this is my feeling as well so that it's not so much that we are influencing the kids i would say they are influencing us really a lot and, and you mentioned really great examples it is not only the way of commuting which is completely different uh, as years before it is really they are super super critical in what do they eat where is it coming from is it really has it a good label has it a bio label for example has it a good uh, yes, uh, climate balance as uh, well. And this is something where I say where we can learn a lot from them. And especially as the CPO, when they are always challenging you every day to say, where 
is my food coming from? This is something I can imagine that you carry with you as well, that you ask yourself, hey, from, from which suppliers do I buy? From where is it coming from? So therefore, it's a great asset having these, these families set up, which inspires us to as well, that we do not stop asking why. Absolutely, absolutely. Not not just inspiring, they challenge us, really. And uh, they they were actually, uh, I mean, that's a funny story because we just introduced a couple of weeks ago that we um, have now oat milk in, 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 in the intercity restaurants uh, as well. And uh, they asked me, let's say, two years ago, I said, Papa, when will it, will it be possible to buy a coffee with oat milk in, in your trains? And they always say your trains, as I would own all the trains, and that would be great, actually. But uh, um, now, do you, do, you, do you know what I mean? These questions are kind of challenging. Is that I, I, honestly, I don't drink uh, oat milk. So I, I would never ask this question. So, okay, I, uh, so but they do. All, all the kids do, yeah, and they are all, by the way, vegetarian right now, and they challenge us when I buy a, a huge steak. They say, yeah, this is the second steak uh, within two months, Daddy. Um, I assure you really wants, wants to do this. Uh, do you know what it, you know, what the, the effect might be in terms of rainforest and whatsoever in, in Argentina? And they ask the right question, and this is... Um, this is uh, this is what I mean by challenging us, um, not just inspiring. They, they do inspire us, uh, but they challenge us, and uh, they do it in a way which employees wouldn't do it, to be honest. Yeah. Definitely, yes. Yeah. So they challenge us from a completely different angle, which which helps really for us to get a different. Uh, mindset. So Jan, I, I could talk with you for, for hours, but I know that time is really limited. Maybe two questions at the end and let me start with uh, with a very personal one. If, if you won't mind, if you say, hey Tamara, that's uh, too personal, we can really skip it. But I would be really interested, Jan, what is your heartfelt sustainability project you have where you say, hey, this is really something which I personally have decided for me years ago. This is my contribution to sustainability. There are actually a couple. I mean, it starts that I use the bicycle whenever it's possible and not just when it's a, it's a sunny day. Yeah, it, I think sustainability has always something to do with, you know, getting out of the comfort zone yeah? and uh, and this is what I meant by fashion and strategy this is the different we bought a couple of years ago in an um, e, e Audi um, when everyone said you're stupid um, because you can only drive 200 kilometers uh, by this we reduced uh, the actual you know travel time by car radically I think we have kind of just five to six thousand kilometers by car, and I, I came from thirty thousand kilometers by car a year, so so it's, a, it's just one fifth maybe. And uh, we are just about to um, um, renovate a house and um, make it more 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 energy efficient and put solar solar energy and and, and panels on on the roof, so that we are basically almost independent in terms of uh, in terms of energy. So that. 
quite quite a few things actually. And um, this is you ask for one thing. I think it's it, it's the most important thing is not just having one thing, so, so, but having you know a whole bunch of things which you know pay pay off in in the end. And uh, it has something to do you know to to getting out of the comfort zone, not just doing the little nice and tiny fashion things, but um, to, to change things radically. And this is uh, and sustainable at the end. And this is, this makes the difference in the end. Yeah. And, and I know, I know one secret and this fascinates me. And I have to say fascinating is, is really the only word which I can use. And this is that you, years and years ago said you do not want to have any gifts for birthday you would like to have a donation for forests and uh, and there is one component which uh, let me say this it is i find it amazing that you say hey not here in the german forest but really somewhere where it helps more and that would be great maybe if you would like to share this uh, because this is that that's really an amazing thing. Uh, yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, uh, do you know? I mean, you and me, we are people. We basically have everything um, we we need for our daily life. And um, nevertheless, I I love people having around me and, and giving parties and um, and uh, in birthday parties are one of those. And whenever I invite people and they ask what what they can bring, I say I plant trees for the world. Yeah, and. Um, um, there are a couple of um, um, initiatives where they do it. You can, you know, donate money and they plant trees. And uh, we had a, a huge discussion about it. As everyone said, oh, that's cool. Yeah, let's do it. And then um, they donated money and um, they said um, they want to plant oaks in Germany. Yeah, I would say. I said, no, don't do this. Plant, please plant um uh, pines in in Costa Rica um, uh, because you can plant five five times as uh, as many um, in, in in Costa Rica for the same same amount of money and say oh, no what, what why shouldn't we plant trees in Germany I said because we have this just one atmosphere and if we can you know with the same input um, and maximize the impact yeah, in terms of having five times as as many trees. Um, but outside of Germany, and then we should do this. And this is uh, something which is, um, yeah, part of my 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 DNA. Always to think, you know, um, wh where where is it invested best yeah, to save save the planet in the end? And this is uh, it's a, it's a good discussion. It's good that we have 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 had it, and it's good at, that we. Um, do not have the discussion anymore when people um, donate now trees for my birthday party they always plant it in costa rica or south america and um, it's it's a good good development uh, to be honest and i love it that way and most of the time the parties are great that's great so how can it be better having a great party and really having this uh, impact to our nature and uh, jan i would like to thank you very much for the dialogue today and I would like really to close it with the sentence you said that you have with the same input, a much, much higher impact. And I'm sure with this podcast, you will have a huge impact to the audience who is listening to us today. Thanks a lot for that, Jan.
Thanks so much, Tamar. It was great being here. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you want to learn more about Jan, you can look him up on LinkedIn. Stay tuned for more episodes of the Beyond Sourcing podcast. You can also visit the link in the description box for more resources about some of the strategies discussed by our guests. And of course, please like, share and subscribe to our podcast. And always stay curious about what lies beyond sourcing.